Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The the hoot the hoot out chant was incredible. Fly the fucking W, boys. <laughs> so I take it I take it you did not start stop drinking at the when the game started. No, no, I I had one beer during the game. That's it. Okay. And it was fifteen dollars. So I was like, this is, fuck. This is this is just this is just, so this is just sober Jason right yeah. now. Yeah, look, I I, I, I honked it like. Look, I honked and yelled at like three cars coming back because they waited to the last minute and tried to get in the turning lane when they shouldn't have. Renee's like, "Don't be mad! No, no, fuck these people! Fuck these assholes! They <laughs> know on, better." They and and, and when I license plate, Jason, Jason the, was, Renee, they, was, they, Renee, was Renee driving? No, I was driving because I wasn't drunk. Yeah, yeah. He's he's reaching over and honking while she's yeah. Driving. No, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> drunk. I drove home, but I needed these assholes to know that they were fucking assholes. You, you people. Who, who wait to the last minute and try to get over and, and bypass the bullshit, I am honking at your ass because you're is, a fucking asshole. Welcome to our instant reaction to Jason's drive home from the dome. You that is a great home. cold That is a great cold open. You drove home. Yeah, I, I did, because I'm not drunk. I'm just excited. You said you were know, before the game started. Yeah, that was before the game. Yeah, that's before the game. I had three oh, hours to sober up. You, so, you sound like a five and a half. No, I, I sound hoarse because I yelled a lot. No, oh, no, no, no. You, my, you, my definitely, voice, you definitely, you definitely sound four hours into the draft I, show drunk. T- tomorrow, no, tomorrow, no, tomorrow, no, no. I am definitely. Be rough, believe rough, me, I am rough. definitely not. Hundred percent. I am just uh, fired up. We're one to know, baby. We are good. That's, we are. That's, that's that's what I, the energy I hoped you were coming with. Eleven wins. Yeah. Eleven wins. <laughs> What's up, Hoodat Nation, and welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast two-point conversion instant reaction show following today's 16-15 win for the Saints. The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. Well, it wasn't a great performance, but a win's a win, and it's always good to start the season 1-0. I'm James, and I'm your host, and joining me today are Jason and Wesley, who were both in the Dome today. Boys, how was it? It's a win, 1-0. It was, yeah, it, it was good. It was tense. It was very tense. Uh, so apparently on my side, 
of the entrance was not where all the renovations are. It was the same old dome, except so when I got your, up. Thought this was your final thought. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll leave it as a final thought. But anyway, yeah, leave, no, leave it, it was your final thought. Okay, yeah, it, no, it, it was great. It was tense. Um, the dome was good for the first quarter and the fourth quarter. For the second and third, I was like, eh. okay. But look, it, look, it, it was a tough look. Tennessee is a tough, tough team. This was yeah. a good. This is a really good yeah. win. I know it's not going to look pretty. This was a good win. Yeah. So the, the thing, the things that I was worried about last year, starting in the, the, the season, was you know our tackling was terrible. The defense really needed a few games to get going, and uh, with, with all their new people, they had to learn to communicate. And so for the first few games, like our defense was not consistent. I'd much rather have a game like this where the defense looks like this from week one because this is sustainable. Versus the off, I'd rather the offense be having problems, and then we've got yeah. things to work out. This is, I thought the defense was going to be good. I'm starting to get like really excited about what this defense can be. This well, was, well, he, and because well, I, because I do not think Tennessee is a four-win team. I don't think no. they're a terrible team like this. No. So, so they say defense wins championships, right? This team they used to. This team might not win a championship this year, but the defense made damn sure we won the game today. The defense the Saints, played their ass off. The Saints held the Titans to 285 total yards. They picked off Ryan Tannehill three times and could and probably should have had at least three more. <clears throat> Tannehill finished the game 16 of 34 for 181 yards, and we held the Titans to 2 of 12 on third down. So I think they had two, the defense... they had two plays that were 70 yards together two, yeah. two plays were 70 yards i mean outside of and again those plays happened and you're doing stuff to set those up those plays happen but outside of that it's a 215 yards of offense for the day yeah which, and, and, and and three of those points derrick henry mean, runs for that multiple times in his career derrick henry and, has ran for over 215 yards 64 and, and, yards today derrick henry yeah and three of the points that we gave up was off that opening fumble on the kicker turn i'm like oh my god like he just gifted them three points the fact that the defense held the defense held all – the fact that they, we didn't give up a touchdown all game was huge. Well, we were concerned, weren't we? Well, everybody seemed to be concerned that maybe we didn't have depth on the defensive line and it was going to be one of the weak points. They were not a weak point today, or, not at or, all. Or that we had too much depth and not enough starting talent was kind of like the other side. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was maybe it was all depth and like we needed some, some oh, headliners. We needed a superstar. <laughs> that was my opinion, for that sure. That was your opinion. Yeah. And – Listen, this is a great game for somebody like Brian Brzee, who's a rookie. That rookies don't do this, <laughs> and have the and listen. And what are we gonna say about Carl Granderson? The or we've said like, oh, we saw him good in you know training camp, and like he's got to make the step because I mean, but we're putting that pressure on Carl Granderson not because anything makes sense of why he should be that good. It's because we need somebody to do something on the other side of the, the defensive line, and. We had multiple guys. I mean, just those two guys just kind of, first of all, come out. But Ryan Tannehill did not have a day where he could just relax and sit back there. No. And and he was getting rid of the ball very fast when he had yeah. to. Like, our guys were all over him. Yeah, I mean, Granderson I mean, he was ended 16, with... He was 16 of 34. 16 of 34, yeah. But so Granderson, had, Granderson had 1.5 sacks, although I think he should was really Was that have, his number? I think he should really have two. <laughs> Um, but he got 1.5. Uh, they gave Brian Brzee half a sack. Cam Jordan Jordan's had half Jordan a sack. It, you know, Peyton Turner on the play. Unfortunately, Pete, Wer he, Pete Werner had half too. Just yeah. worth so, so Peyton Turner on the play where he got injured, he landed awkwardly on his ankle. I don't know if you could see that in in the stadium. But he nope. was he was he was about to make a. 
he was about to make a sack on that play as well. So, uh, you know, look, the Titans' offensive line was seen as one of their weak points. But I think I think that was still an impressive uh, turnout from the D-line today. Well, but the thing is, too, is our offensive line struggled, too. And, and as much as it comes out, like our offense figured out a way to do some other things and get rid of the ball yeah. or, okay, we've got to buy time. I don't. I'm not going to say their offensive line played any worse than ours. No, the things we the things we did around it made a huge difference. um, With I mean the the people behind them in the defense, but also the 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 other offensive players and you know some great offensive scheming possibly. Once uh, once we saw that things weren't working, I mean we just we had had to do just enough. And and yeah, it it really worked more in the second half because man, you're going through the game. It's like we should we should have more points. Than this, but man, sure. Penning, it, it was it was a struggle for Penning today. It really was. And look, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come on to that in a bit. He's like he, he the Titans have a really good defensive line, so it was they gonna do. Be, it's all, it was always gonna be a tough matchup. You know, like uh, Hurst and Penning. Arden Key is a veteran pass rusher. That's what he does. Is, yeah, you know, he's a he's a long, athletic dude. That that's what he does. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, the thing is, what I'm happy about is. Obviously, we've got to fix the blocking and give Derek Carr some more time. He threw for 300 yards, first of all. We're going to sit here and talk shit about the offensive line. They, they did terrible. Derek Carr still threw for 300 yards, which is great. But if we get him a little time, the wide receivers were wide open on every play. And that's what makes me kind of happy. And, you know, Jason, I'm sure you're happy to see it, too, because we, we, we both questioned Pete Carmichael. And, you know, okay, we've we, no excuses now. You have the players now. Maybe you had to do weird stuff in the past because you didn't have good quarterbacks or you didn't have enough receivers or Mark Ingram was your running back, you know, all those kind of things. But this, this, okay, you got the guys now, no excuses. Whatever scheme he's doing and plays he's calling, people are wide open on every play. And, and, it's, and, and, and really, like something else I saw as the game went along, like it was it was tough running. You know, it, it was yes. tough running for us today. But towards the end of the game, we started using motion. We Shahid was in motion and we gave him the ball and he got yards. And dude, that that last play, that stupid bullshit holding call, you know, whatever. But we were but look, Pete was adapting like he he was like, hey, I think I'm going to be Carmichael today. And that's what he, and like we we saw that running was going to be tough. And it was. So we got we 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 did motion and we gave the ball Shahid and we got we got yards when we needed to get even if it was just four or five yards, they got yards when they needed to and it was it was huge it was huge. Yeah. Well, well, as we're talking about the offense, and Derek Carr was twenty three of thirty three for three hundred and five yards, one touchdown and one interception. The interception was a weird one. I don't know whether we didn't see the Titans player underneath or. Well, so so I'll kind of I mean I, I wanted to talk about Pete Carmichael, but then. James, you're bringing that up, so I, I hope that Jason loves this too. So Derek Carr came into his post-game press conference, got asked about it, and says, that was me being dumb. And here's what here's what I think is maybe going to change right now. And we talked about accountability with this team and the type well, of players my favorite that, thing. that don't take it. And Derek Carr, we saw from the beginning when he came here from Las Vegas – he was like, that was on me. Like, he didn't make excuses about they didn't do this with the offense or they didn't treat me. So he's like, I got to get better. He said it at the Pro Bowl. Like, he made a joke about throwing interceptions at the in, in Vegas. Like, and so he comes here and he's being accountable and holding other people accountable, making Michael Thomas and Chris Olave stay after him play. And he, he makes an interception. He goes, I was dumb. But then we saw other players. Marshawn Lattimore gave up a catch early in the game and immediately it was like, he turned around to everybody. That was me. I, I will stop that. That was me. 
And then Elante Taylor kind of made a boneheaded play where he tries to go for an interception or knockdown. And Lattimore immediately comes up and is hitting his head going, you've got to use your head. Like there was just some, some differences we're seeing there, hopefully. Um, and I mean, you know, Michael Thomas and, and, and Olave both, I mean, had, had big catches when they had to and people showing up. But I, I think that Derek Carr himself is bringing some of that accountability. We're not going to make excuses and we're going to admit when we did something stupid. We're going to learn from it. And I really like that. There wasn't the there wasn't anything around it. He just I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sorry. Do you want to talk a bit more about Pete Carmichael? Well, no. Just to kind of tying tying that in of like so. There's there's something there too. We've we've said over and over again. He has the pieces now. No excuses. And the the level of what the what you could see, even if Derek Carr is getting rushed, pushed around, or even sacked, you could see people open, and he could see them open. He just didn't have the time to get them to him. And I think that, uh, again, we're still not even firing off. Alvin Kamara is one of the best offensive players in football when you scheme for him. And he ha- he's not on this team for a couple more weeks, so this is can, can get better. Um, and, I mean, I mean, what? obviously we decided that we were going to let everybody put him on notice that Michael Thomas was healthy um, in case there's any reporters or national media or other players that want to drop his name and say anything <laughs> about him not being ready to play. Um, I, th- I think he looks all right. They, yeah, they, went to, they went to him early and often, didn't first, they? Yeah, first, no, play, he, first play yeah. of the game. And, yeah. and honestly, he was open for two touchdowns that Derek Carr missed him on a – Michael Thomas did a perfect route going along the back line of the end zone, and Derek Carr just overthrew him, and then Derek Carr threw the other one in the ground. But Michael Thomas was open on all of that. Yeah, it's uh, that's the thing. I mean, the, the offense – I mean, man, there were opportunities to score a lot more than 16 points today. Sure. You know, and – and even even when you know like Penning was struggling and like he he got out the pocket and he rolled out the pocket and he found guys and sometimes he made the play sometimes he missed the play but at least he was able to extend the play when it didn't work out and you can see like look we that's there's so much potential for this off like well, and I, I hope th- I'm not th- being this, a homer this might be the worst offensive that... game of the year that we've had sure well and I, yeah. it's the worst I, offensive I, I game of this year yeah yeah for so sure. far. I, so far, and I, I hope I'm not being a homer, but by thinking that the Tennessee Titans probably have a pretty good defense. Nope. I mean, they're a running team who, ha- I mean, that's what how they're built. Mike Vrabel is their coach. They are built to have a defense. So, um, I mean, maybe we'll see some differences there. I mean, obviously, there's things we need to fix, regardless of who we're playing. But um, it'd be nice that, to, to, to also hope that they're a pretty decent team because going into this, we thought it was going to be a competitive game, and damn it, we were. It was a definitely we were, we yeah. were right. I would have preferred a three-point game. <laughs> yeah, this this was a very nerve-wracking game to watch from the stands. It really was. <laughs> it wasn't particularly uh, not nerve-wracking at home either. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, so we've jumped around a bit. I just want to go back to the defense. The three interceptions today, all three of them, really, really good plays. My favorite, though, was the Lattimore pick so because he jumped through Hopkins' hands to get that. and he jumped from a long way away as well so he was he knew what was coming and got there and that was just sensational he was on today i mean i know he gave up a couple of short catches but you know he didn't travel with hopkins which i thought was interesting right especially in the second half hopkins made a few catches i'm like man just put Lattimore on him and and we'll just and and just well, just deal with it so but marshawn Lattimore had four passes defense today that there's people that go their season without having four passes defense. Like that's the way he started the the, the year. And this is what we hope. This is what we've heard how that Lattimore was, that was the best training camp he's ever had. And this, 
he, he has multiple times said, I'm coming to be the best cornerback in football. I want to be remembered when I'm done as one of the best of all time. And I mean, this is, this is the time he needs to start yeah. you know, putting that legacy together yeah. for that. Yeah. Look, this, this was a great, a great game for the defense. And again, my bold prediction sure to go wrong is that the saints lead the league in takeaways. That's three so far, so far we're, we're, at, well, we're at three. Yeah. But the secondary though, you know, Mine Ugo was Amadi. interceptions. Mine was yeah. interceptions. So. It was yeah. Ugo Amadi came into came in came onto the field to cover for injuries and just made plays immediately. Yeah, he tipped the ball. Well, he didn't tip the ball for Marcus May. He palmed it to him. No, well, I'm no, excited that was, about that was, this defense, man. I thought that was Amadi. So, so yeah, so the, the yeah. two two amazing things. So Marshawn Lattimore misses one play with with bang, getting banged up, and. You know, the Titans very smartly immediately throw a bomb at Isaac Yadam defensing his first pass ever. And he falls the guy all the way down to the goal line and knocks the ball back to Marcus May for an interception. And then later in the game, Alante Taylor gets banged up and has to go out. Well, immediately they do the smart thing again. They put like DeAndre Hopkins is covered by Ugo Umadi and they immediately go to him. And if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't, commit offensive pass interference, Ugo Mati has an interception. Now, the penalty wasn't called, so if you're going to look for where the offensive pass interference happened, you're not going to find it. But, um, but it's yeah. clear an offensive pass interference and Ugo Mati would have intercepted. Pretty cool to have those guys I mean, to, to step in and do that. And kind of we think we saw some of the – we're just talking about quarterbacks. We saw some, some of the growing pains we expect from Elante Taylor, but we also see how big and fast he is and – He's more athletic than probably any nickel cornerback in, in the game. He's, he's got to figure some things out, but I think he will. He's just got too much you know, offensive talent. He's, he's, too, he's, too he's, he's athletic he's a, talent. He's the nickelback that nobody hates. <laughs> <laughs> but it's clear the secondary is a clear strength of the team, isn't it? It's it's a real, real yeah. strength of the team. And especially like, like Matthew made a lot of tackles up on the line. There was one at the end of the game against against Spears, and dude, he was Ma- right there. Ma- Marcus so, May put in a couple of big hits as well. I don't know if you saw those. So, 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 listen though. This is, I mean, I, I don't want to get stuck on either one because I don't know who did the better job. But this defensive line made it easy on the defenders because you didn't have to cover anybody for five or six seconds, and Tannehill couldn't just plant his feet and rocket a ball in there. So, I mean, I'm, we go back and look, and they obviously we always talk about the show how we at least need one of them to be great, and then the other one's not so good that the other one being great makes them look better. You know, I think both of them looked awesome today, and I, it's, it's a tough thing to figure out who was on the defensive line, who was the best player on that defensive line, getting getting pressure and and, and playing well. And again, they, they still – I figured they would be good at that, but then they would give up a bunch of runs, and I think they did very good. Yeah, you know, with with uh, with Derek Andrew and Tajay Spears. Yeah, the, we haven't talked about the linebackers at all, but Demario Davis ten tackles and a couple of the hits he laid on Derek Henry. He meant them nine solo tackles. Nine. Okay, so it's not this year that he's getting older. Let's just newsflash: Demario <laughs> Davis yeah. still still not old. Thank God. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that dude. No, but uh, but he looked really good. Um, and, you've got, and, and Pete Werner has eight tackles. So I mean, they're right, right there. I mean, it's a uh, yeah, and it's pretty cool with Pete Werner. Pete Werner has three solos, and you can say like, oh, there's only three solos, but that means he's like that's a whole bunch of combined tackles that he's he's helping, and that's some good gang tackling that we did not do last year for yeah. the first month and a half of the season. 
Yeah, we, I mean, we all hoped the defence was going to be good this year, but I think that has just exceeded our expectations. I think today, for week one, if that's what we can expect, then this team is going to be difficult to... Well, last year, was it week 12 that we got the third interception of the season? It was somewhere in the double I figures, think it was week yes. 12 that we had the third interception of the season. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. That's different. It's a different. And, yeah, and, look, and, again, it was it was a point of emphasis, and you saw it in preseason. You saw it here. It's a point of emphasis. It's happening, and man, to, well, and we just that, we had we had to get rid of Sean Payton's players and get Dennis Allen's players. <laughs> yeah, just I'm sure know, the, I'm sure we're going to talk about it on our show when we record on Tuesday. Yeah. But with what's coming up next week, I would expect quite a few more interceptions. I've seen what I've seen today. We are going to lead the league in takeaways, man. It's coming. Okay, ready. So, so we don't often talk about special teams, but I'm going to do a little bit of a segment on special teams today. So it was a bit up we and need down. It. We deserve it today. Yeah, it was a bit up and down. The opening kickoff was obviously not ideal with, oh, with, with the fumble, so but it didn't really cost us anything. Um, Zach Three Bourne's points. punt block was superb. Pump, pump um, and, that's, was awesome. and that's why he was kept on the team for his special teams um, yep. play. Um, but I think the big shout out goes to the two new kickers. Uh, yeah. Groupie went three of three with a long of 52 yards um, and didn't look phased at all that it was his first game. And Lou Headley had five punts averaging 48.2 yards with a long of 52 yards. I think we made the right choice. I'm an official groupie. I am a groupie. I'm in. Yeah. So, but both of these guys were, I mean, obviously question marks and um, Headley, especially like at least groupie. We saw it look like he's got a big leg and there's a few things to, at least be excited about with Headley. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. Um, but yeah, the I mean, groupie has 10 of our 16 points. I mean, I mean, that's his first time kicking in front of a crowd like that too. So it's uh, pretty, pretty great. And then yeah, Headley had a couple of, of good times where he had, he needed to turn the field over and he definitely did. Yeah, there was the one punt, I think, in the fourth quarter where he pinned the guy in the corner and then Lonnie Johnson just Lonnie came Johnson up and absolutely wrecking. smashed Hey, and Lonnie Johnson had a great day on punt coverage, too. Like yes. He, he, he was playing. I mean, again, the Saints have uh, – they, they they have some sort of speech they give that lets people get excited about playing special teams. But uh, I mean, I mean and we were missing JT Gray today, who is probably yeah. one of the better special teams players in the um One of the better players in the whole league. Yeah. For yeah. So I, we've discussed it briefly before the atmosphere in the dome today. It sounded really, really good on the TV. Was you're it, welcome. was it good? <laughs> yeah. You're, if the, the, you're Wesley has a croaky voice. I think you understand why. <laughs> was it good though? Was did was it, was it as good live as it sounded on telly? It was incredible. Um, and you know, I, I understand what has happened the last few years with, um, you know, disappointment in playoffs and then going to COVID and then losing breeze and losing pain. Like I've, I've, I've gotten it that it's hard to um, have that dome field advantage when you're not sure about what team is out there and what's going on and what the direction is. Um, but this is exactly what we needed. And the, this team being a defensive team, it looks like is going to be, is going to need the dome to be this way for the eight games there this year. Um, and hopefully we're hosting a playoff game. We need this advantage like this. Um, I asked for it and wanted it, but right from the start, when Jimmy led the Hudat chant, it was perfect, clear. Perfect decision to it, make him do that today. It was clear that the dome was fired the hell up. Jimmy was fired up, and then he got to rest for the rest of the evening. Um, but the dome was incredible. 
at least um, early. It was, it second was, quarter, it, was a li- it wasn't as loud as it should have been in the second quarter. It wasn't. It wasn't. I've been here for a lot of Dome games. It wasn't quite there. First quarter, we were there. First quarter, we were there. Fans were excited. Fourth quarter, we were there. We were loud. Second quarter, it, it, it's a notable difference. I know we maybe sounded loud, but I've been in the Dome for a lot of games. And I get it. We're not a we might be a Super Bowl contender. We might not be. The second quarter should have been as good as the first quarter, and it wasn't. Did, did I'm you be fall, honest about it? Did you fall asleep in the second quarter, Jason? Is that what? Well, is that why? I, I was the one yelling. I was the one yelling. That three seats next to me were were empty. A couple of seats behind me were empty. It wasn't wasn't full. I I had a different experience than where where my seat was. I mean, okay, I'm I'm like I'm just I, telling it, you. It, it's it's it seems pretty pretty dang loud. It look it, it was it was a good atmosphere, but it, it could have been it could have been just a little better. Wesley, and perhaps like, they perhaps they move the people that make the noise to the renovated areas. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But look, I'm just telling. Look, I have a high expectation of the dome. I've been in the dome in the worst and the best. And look, it was it was good today, but I feel like it could have been for week one. There was a lot of energy in the first quarter that just in the second quarter it dissipated a little bit. I think because it was a so, it was a boring field goal game. Maybe that was it. It was like, a grind. If, the second like, quarter was a if bit. If we would have right, like like if we would have scored a couple of touchdowns and been up by like seven or ten, I think the second quarter would have been a little better. But, but you is, know what? It wasn't. Was it's today fine. was today is the best it's been for a while though? Would you say? I mean, it was a it was a good atmosphere. I mean, I feel like we had a couple of games last year, at least early in the season, that were close to it. At the end of the season, no. I mean, this was definitely better than yeah, probably the back half of the season last year. But again, I'm also like I'm spoiled. Like I remember. Like the dome at its peak. Like I know what that sounds like. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I get it. I'm not expecting the dome to sound at its peak right now. But for week one, again, like in the first quarter, it it was there. Like it was there. But then in the second quarter, we were on defense. It took a while. Like it took till third down to get the crowd to be like, all right, okay, now that sounds like it. But in the past, first down, second down, it should be loud. And like I like I yell. That's maybe maybe, maybe it's voice. week one for the crowd as well, and they just need to play themselves, play themselves into it a I, bit more. I think they're they're waiting to buy into the team once we start winning. Once we start winning, it'll definitely be there. I think I think they have reservations about Dennis Allen, maybe a little Derek well, Carr. I get it because there weren't a lot of Titans this, fans there. This, there were a few. There were not a lot of Titans fans at the game. Yeah, I think this. I think today was a good start to try and get the fans bought into what this team are trying to do this year. Yes, we didn't score the points. We weren't as good offensively as we anticipated, but we didn't need to be because the defense played so well, lights out. It'll be interesting. Look, now we're one and zero. If we go and win the next two games on the road, and then you come back in week four and we're three and zero, yes, then I think the dome will be will be back. Well, you know, as of today, it left a little to be desired. I'll be honest, but again, I'm spoiled, and I'm, you know, I I I expect a lot from people. Maybe you should temper your expectations. Well, you anyway. know what? Well, you know, what? Uh, people suck. It's just the way it goes. People suck. Okay. Okay. So, people who didn't suck today, I want one offensive and one defensive player in a game. Wesley, you can go first. Um, you have uh, which which one that you're wanting to do first? Do offensive player first. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm sure we all have the same one guy. But if you say one guy, I'll say another guy. Well, we've got to have I've different. Got, ones. I've got I've, I've got I've got I've got other options. Um, 
I, I can go last if you have something else that you want to say, Jason. Um, if you have somebody that you want to take as your, if you have I mean, an obvious I, favorite. I mean, the obvious player of the game is is, is Shahid. Even though he fumbled the, the opening kickoff, yep. Shahid's, Shahid's the player of the game. Caught the touchdown, had the big catch. That big third down play, when we, all we needed was three yards. And I see all of a sudden Derek Carr lofted up. And I'm like, holy shit, we're doing that. Like, like to clinch the game, to clinch the game, we go like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chuck it, and he was open, and Shahid made the catch right along the sideline, and and we we've been talking about Shahid for a long time, like this is this guy could be the difference maker to kind of unlock the offense. You have Alave, you have Michael Thomas, Shahid's your number three. The defense has to cover him. Shahid had a, and even they had a couple plays where he took the handoff on the sweep. Shahid to me, outside of Shahid was the player of the game. For me, well, I I will take another wide receiver, and I'm going to take Chris Olave. Got a great game. So it's not the other way, and this is Chris Olave's first game in the NFL as a true number one, and like where he everybody knows, and we're we playing him with a real quarterback and all. And it would be real easy to not notice watching this game that he had eight catches for 112 yards, and it was like the quietest hundred yards receiving that yeah. you'll probably ever mm-hmm. see because just the the plays that he had to to make. Um, he made him when he had to. He had the big 45-yard catch. Um, he put himself in perfect position to end the game, got pass interfered with, and but still, like, fighting through that, he still gets his hands to the ball and almost catches it even through all that. But him fighting and being down there should have, honestly, given us – sealed the game right there and given us the ball at the three-yard line or whatever – um, but great game from Chris Olave. This is the guy he needs to be. He is being guarded as the number one. Um, and it's setting up a couple of other wide receivers that had really good games because Chris Olave's out there drawing attention and he, he followed through and did his part. Would you say yeah. you like the wide receiver room? Man, <laughs> I like it. like it better than the, than I've liked some ones in the past. You like it better than the Denver room? Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so you haven't really left with it much. I've gone last on this one. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Derek Carr for for a couple of plays. One is the first pass to Michael Thomas down the sideline, which was really really good. And then the second one was his pass to Juwan Johnson, where he got absolutely smashed after the ball had gone. To stand there, know that's coming, and then sidearm it to Juwan Johnson 25 yards down the field. Now, annoyingly, it was passing, it was an incomplete pass, and it was an incomplete pass. But but that was just yeah, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, yeah, no. Taysom Hill are not doing that. It was so um, funny. There were a couple of guys in the stands who were like, oh no, he should be ejected. Like, yeah, if this was college, they would have been targeting and he would be ejected, but that's not the case. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's not. So there's that. There was another play from a Titans player who definitely should have been ejected. And that was the yeah. one where he pushed Rashid Shahid in the head. Uh, it was Sim- I think it was Simmons, wasn't it? Anyway, that's not what we're going. So, so I yeah. would say, I would say Derek Carr. Um, now, it, I think the next section, defensive player of the game is probably going to be, there's probably going to be more options to choose from. So Wesley, you can go first. With this one, yeah, um, I mean, man, there's a few different options to go here, and I don't, don't know if I go with like the obvious ones or the your boy. You got to go with your boy. I mean, I'm, believe me, it's 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 hard not to go with the Debo. I mean, <laughs> listen, oh, that wasn't your boy. Paulson and Paulson and Debo had a great game today, and yep. it's not going to necessarily fill up the stat line, but the terrible less than fifty percent passing that uh, that Ryan Tannehill is going to be end with. That's what you think. Marshawn Lattimore is shutting somebody down. And Adebo stayed with Hopkins, too. They did not just keep Lattimore staying with him. So 
Debo had to deal with, you know, with, with Hopkins and a few different receivers and did a great job. He let up a couple of catches. The couple of catches he had, he immediately tackled the person as soon as they touched the ball. Um, he had one interception. I think came close to where he could have had another yeah. real close to, to being able to, to get another one. Um, and I just, I've always thought that was the important part is you need that second guy because they're, they're going to not, there's going to be teams that figure out like, we're just not going to throw at Lattimore today. Um, so really proud. And it, it, uh, it helped the defensive line. Like you got, got nowhere to go with your outside receivers. I think there's a lot of other places to go, but I was trying to, Leave y'all whoever you want your favorite. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Lots yeah, of James, options. Yeah, James, James, you go. Okay. Uh, for me, um, I'm going to say Carl Granderson, actually. I love um, it. Love it. Yeah, it's a good one. He was constantly disrupting um, from from the outside. We've got one and a half sacks. Um, it, he probably could have had at least one more. Um, but Four Tannehill, quarterback hits. Four hits. Yes. Yeah, yeah Tannehill, Tannehill just got the ball out quickly enough. Um and, you know, quietly, I think he might be our best pass rusher now. Man, he might he be might, rabbit. I mean, he, he might be, be rabbit. Um, I mean, look, Cam, Cam Jordan, what, three deflected passes, great in the run game today, um, and is always going to cause, you know, damage from his side. But I just think Granderson just looked livelier, quicker, stronger. There was one bull rush he had, and I don't know if... You'll you'll catch it on the highlights where he was walking the guy back to Tannehill, and you don't often see Carl Granderson doing that. Um, but you know, he's doing what Trey Hendrickson did. Well, Contract year. Like, no, no, obviously for the from from the stands, there's certain angles you don't have where you you know, and we know that we switch people and they work inside and outside and all that. But whoever was rushing from the right defensive end pushed the right the tackle into the quarterback. Um, Almost every play. Yeah. It was, I mean, it looked like Trevor Penning was playing both ways there for a minute because <laughs> both both teams were just collapsing from the left side. And I, I'm going to assume going back to this, probably I want to see the snaps, but I'm assuming Granderson had quite a few of those those snaps yeah. on, on rushes he and did, yeah. did a great job. And then, you know, one thing that we knew about him is that he had some pass rush talent, but, you know, was it going to come together as tackling in the run game? And, it, I mean, it seems like it did. Like, we, we did a good job with that. So, um, yeah. I, I don't have a complaint. He he definitely showed up. He yeah. needed to. He did. Jason, last one's yeah. on you. I mean, I don't have a – I mean, it's a thing, you know, watching from the stands. I don't have an individual person that I love more than anything. It was hard for me to see who stood out more than anything. I just know we had a consistent pass rush. The linebackers played well against the run. The secondary played awesome. So I'm just going to say the defense as a whole, just the tackling – the, the takeaways. I know it's a bit it's, of a it, cop out, but it oh, is. I'll, I'll allow yeah, it. Look, it's, it's definitely a cop out. But again, I'm watching the game from the stands. It's like I don't, I don't focus on one guy, and one guy didn't just dominate. I'm just, I was proud of, I was proud of the defense as a whole because they got put behind the eight ball. The opening kickoff, we fumbled. They held them to a field goal. I mean, they held them. The fact that they held them to field goals the entire game to me just speaks volumes on the entire defense and yeah certain guys stood out certain guys had sacks guys had picks i, I just i was i was very excited because i was worried because you know the defense we got a little age on the defense but they were there and they played against a tough running team derrick henry didn't go crazy he had the one giant screen pass but other than that they just played like they they, they played great as a unit they played awesome as a unit did what they had to do 
So, and yeah, it's definitely a cop out, but I don't have any, you know, I just, I wasn't watching somebody individually. You really can just go down and go, I mean, DeMario Davis, 10 tackles, and he's getting old as shit. And so we're worried about it. Um, Marcus May and Tyron Matthew both worked great together as the safeties, but cleaning up some big hits, but also helping him get some passes deflected and stuff like that. And the the way they played, um, Alante Taylor put in a terrible position where publicly he was basically told you're not good enough to be a starting outside corner. So we're moving you, but Hey, here's what we are going to do to build your confidence. We're Mm -hmm. cutting Roby and putting you in a position that you're probably not ready for. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, he had a couple of mistakes, but he but he showed up and played too. Again, Cam Jordan getting old as shit, like in, but still two passes defense today, which is amazing for a defensive lineman. And then Cam is still the best that there's ever been in the league about reading misdirection plays. He does not commit to being in the wrong spot. And the, Tennessee did a lot of misdirection today, but it's just uh, I mean, and then you still with it's Lattimore and Adebo, and then you can talk about your Brzee as a rookie and all like it's it's it, there's a lot of players on the defense that you're like this is what I needed to see from you. Yeah, Jason, rather than play defensive player of the game, give me a defensive play of the game instead. Oh God, play of the game. I mean, really, I I would honestly say the first the first interception to really show like hey we're like, you know, we got put on the eight ball. We gave up three points. We couldn't score. That first interception, it's like, hey, we're, we're, we're getting the ball back. You know, the defense is going to keep us in the game today. And, and I also think it kept the crowd, like it got the crowd going to be like, hey, oh, oh, okay. Oh, here it is. We were 30th last year. So to get that first one, to get the crowd going, I think that's yeah. probably. Yeah. There was a Did couple of three. There was. There was a couple of three and outs where the dome was just like there was the offense couldn't like you're screaming at each other from right in front of each other. But there was a few of those three and outs that definitely there was a couple of little um, penalties that Tennessee got for false starts because of dome crowd noise and all Um, those. Those a couple of like my favorite defensive plays that actually didn't lead to anything. Just was an incomplete pass or something like that because it was so a couple of those got loud and it was nice. Good, good, good. Right. Uh, final thoughts. Um, Jason, I'll leave you till last because I know what you want to talk about. Wesley, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, listen, a, a, a win's a win. Um, uh, I'm not just going to be incredibly um, over the moon about uh, what our offense ended up doing. I think there's it's it's great to sit there and say, like, well, we could have had 14 more points, but but we didn't. So we need to figure out a way to, to turn those around. Um but I'd rather, again, have the offense with a few things to figure out yeah. and the things that they look like they need to figure out look reasonable um, versus like last year, there's multiple times where I'm like, I don't know the direction of our offense or our defense and why can't we tackle people? And it seems like at some point you'd accidentally get a turnover. You know, th- things like that. Um, this is what I wanted to see. And I, I love a nice defensive team. Um, so this is this is pretty awesome. Um, we just gotta we gotta get a little more um, time for Derek Carr, and I think this is uh, this will be great. Yep. Right then, Jason. Final uh, thoughts. It was fun to be back at the tailgate for the game, which was awesome. You know, tailgate was fun, but getting into the dome, I thought I didn't go to the preseason. I thought my side was where the renovations happened. Apparently, that wasn't the case. It was still the old school way. The same escalators that I got up was fun, which you know it's fine. You know, I get it. But when we got to our section or up to our level, they had done renovations. And the biggest thing was they took away a fucking bathroom. They took away a men's bathroom. It was like, right, you come down my section, you come out, 
a men's bathroom is right there. They they just got rid of it. They they just got rid of it. They didn't replace it. They just got rid of it. There's still a bathroom further down, and it, it's what, tiny. What's there's there like, instead? I'm, I'm intrigued. What have they put there instead? It's not a bathroom. Not, there's either. a giant freight elevator. Oh, okay. There's a giant freight elevator. Could you not have just gone in there? I mean, I would have liked to, but they had a people people standing there. But also, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll go to the other bathroom. And there's a bathroom a little further down. And the, the, but those other bathrooms already existed previously. But you go in there. There's three toilets and there's six urinals, and that's it for a whole for a whole section of a bunch of dudes that are drinking all day. Like, I'm sorry, these renovations are bullshit. Like, they're bullshit. Now, look, they also redid the concessions. Now it's just you go in, you, you get what you want, and you scan it, and you pay. You know, that was fine. I wouldn't – it was fine. I went and got a beer. The beers are fucking $15, which is fucking bullshit, but whatever. It's fine. But the fact that you get rid of a – the fact that they just they just completely – they didn't repl- – like, they just got rid of a bathroom for a bunch of dudes, which – sorry. Last time I checked, there's a lot of dudes that go watch Saints games. They just fucking got rid of it. The renovations up top are fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, they're, they're, they, but they haven't my, finished them yet, have they? Okay, if, if if they if they bring the the bathroom back next year, then great. But as far as I can, everything that they did, my fan experience was worse. In terms of the fan, like it, it, it was still the same thing, getting in, going up. It was fine. We got up there, same as we always did. It's fine. Once you get up there, it was it was plenty worse than what it used to be. And I'm sorry, this is the typical Saints bullshit. Sorry, it's bullshit. The, the, fact, the fact that they, they just took away a How do you take away a fucking bathroom when I, everybody wants to do is drink and piss? That's all everybody wants to do is drink and piss. I'm sorry, it's bullshit. And there used to be a ramp to go up to keep going. They changed it into stairs. Like, what, what if what, what if you can't go upstairs? What if you need the ramp to to, to get up? Or, That's or what you the have freight elevator is for. All I can say is I was definitely disappointed. Right. Thankfully... So, so, so. Thankfully, the overall, like, the giant ramps that come down, I thought they were getting rid of, those were still there on my side. So I still got to go up and go down them like the old days. But everything else, the fan ex- the fan experience for me today was worse than it was they've, last year. They've just put a teaser in for you so you know what it's going to be like when you go next year. No, they don't care about me. That's the problem. They don't care okay. about me. Okay. Even though I've been here for 20 years, they don't care about me. But, hey, Jason, you know, we won. Fly the yes. dub. Thank you. Thank you for your final thought, Jason. That's probably one of the best ones you ever had. That's all the show we have for you this week. So we want to thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and leave a five star review for us. It'd be really appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter at Don't Patrol PCAST and at Don't Patrol UK. I believe we're on Facebook as well. And you can join our Discord server and join us in the game day chat. Just get in touch on Twitter and we can sort that out for you. Say bye bye, donkeys. Bye bye. Tighten up, donkeys. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.